Welcome to the Round of Black Sports Podcast. <laughs> I, I'm Dominic here with Angel, as always. Yeah, um, just like always. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to start with baseball. And I know it's really it's really slow. This baseball season hasn't started. We're still a little bit off before pitchers and catchers have to report to camp. I think like seven more days, right? A week? Yeah. So, so we still got a little bit of time. Obviously, we're waiting for the big Bryce Harper news. But other than that... We've also seen that there are some rule changes that have been proposed. Yeah, uh, MLB is proposing a three-batter minimum for pitchers, which, I mean, I personally like because I don't like seeing, even though it's, it's like, smart and it's tactical, I don't like seeing one, a pitcher come in for one batter and they have to stop everything and warm up another pitcher and do this and that and all that nonsense, mm-hmm. like, every single game, you know? I'd rather have one pitcher have to face three batters and... There we go. It, yeah. I mean, the point obviously is for matchups and for yeah, for s- like switching and stuff. But the point for changing the rule is for the pace of the game. Yes, they want to make the game faster. They want to make it more fun to watch or yeah. easier to watch or this and that. And then another rule, um, they want the National League to have a DH. Yes, which I mean, I, I don't really have a problem with. I don't see the point of having the American League have have a DH and then the ma- National League not having. A yeah, DH. it's e- it's. Either it has both to be the have same, them or yeah. none of them have them, because you know when it comes to World Series time, playoff time, it has a it has an effect. Yeah, because those designated hitters in the American League are just used to they're used to it. They've been doing it all season long. Yep. So those teams already they're accustomed to it, and they do have an unfair advantage. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah, like you mentioned it earlier, I think it is for to make the game a little more exciting in mm-hmm. the eyes of the public because I don't think it's a secret that as far as demographics go, baseball of the three major sports, baseball, basketball, and football, has the in the 18 to 35 range. I forgot what the statistic was, but it's lagging far behind yeah, the I other two. I bet. I mean, baseball is America's pastime, mm-hmm. but it seems like it's just the same people watching baseball. You yeah. know? Everyone's like, Old, no offense, no offense to anyone, but <laughs> the most of the, the the viewers of baseball are old people. Even though it's, it has kind of changed a little bit, but it's still it's still <laughs> more old people. But and then obviously we saw Bryce Harper hasn't chose where he wants to go. Still, still, it's getting kind of annoying. I don't even care by this point. I, mean, I guess when you're the only f- real big free agent. I mean, Manny Machado, but he's not as big as Bryce Harper. No, not at all. Um, I know I saw just recently the Giants are, are in play for him, or the Giants have made a last minute like uh, try to get him. Yeah, they're really, really pushing. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> we'll see how it goes, but I don't see the Giants getting him. I really don't. I just don't think they're in the position right now as a franchise to really take on that superstar player. Because mm-hmm. uh, they've been trying to, ta- well, I don't know if they've been trying to, but they haven't been very good the past couple of years. So no. I think for them as a franchise, they should be focused on building up that farm system to either, you know, build them up all the way to the major leagues or trade them all away and have one of those, like, overseason rebuilds or retooling where yeah. you trade those off for players that can help you now. I mean, we saw last season, we saw the Giants, they tried to get Andrew McCutcheon, they tried to get Evan Longoria, they tried to make this whole old team mm. be a good team because, let's be honest, Evan Longoria and Andrew McCutcheon are old. Um, 
It didn't work, obviously. Andrew McCutcheon ended up getting traded. I think is Evan Longoria still on the team? I I'm, I'm not, not sure. even sure. No. But you know, maybe get uh, Bryce Harper, new stadium, new team. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Oracle Park. Oracle Park. Um, but I do know that I just want him to hurry up and pick where he wants to go. Spring yeah. training is going to start soon. I know everyone wants him, but at this point, he's just. He's just doing it to mess with people, I feel like. Uh, he, he knows where he's going. He knows at this where he's point. going. Yeah. There's no way. I feel like maybe maybe he's trying to see what Manny Machado gets and then off of that say, oh, I want to make more than him. Oh, uh, okay. You know, like. S- have like something to tell teams. Like, like Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald, for instance. You know, Aaron Donald made his whatever. his He was going to be the b- highest paid defensive player. And then a day later or a couple of days later, Khalil Mack, biggest deal. Mm-hmm. Paid, highest paid defensive player of all time. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. He's going to help any team that he goes to, obviously some more than others. But um, we'll just see what happens, you know. Yeah. And I think for baseball, that's really it right now. I mean, there's yeah. nothing really too Again, going it's on. Again, the pitchers and catchers still haven't reported a training camp. It's about mm-hmm. a week off. So, yeah, that's it. Um, for basketball, we're <laughs> – Getting right to the trade <laughs> deadline, which is usually when the it's, it's usually when the NBA gets really interesting. There's a lot of oh, yeah. like on court news to talk about. There's also obviously a lot of trade rumors mm-hmm. to talk about, and mm-hmm. nothing in sports really. Even even though the Super Bowl just happened, there's no bigger story in sports other than Anthony Davis requesting a trade from the oh, New Orleans yeah. Pelicans, oh, and yeah. him and his agent Rich Paul really really pressuring the Pelicans to trade him to the Lakers. Yeah, you know. I'll t- uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure more people were looking for tweets about Anthony Davis yes. than watching the Super Bowl. But or like, they were complaining we'll about the Super Bowl. But we'll Bowl. get to that. Um, Lakers are offering their whole the team, whole team. Yes. basically, for Anthony Davis and who? Solomon Anthony Hill? Davis and Solomon Hill. For just for cap relief. J- yes. So Solomon Hill, the reason he's involved in the trade at this point is that the Lakers want to offer the Pelicans cap relief because yeah. Solomon Hill is still going to be on contract for about two years. Yeah. And, and they I want imagine to they're taking on a lot of money. Yes. If they were to accept the deal, they, the, the trade, they would be taking on a lot of money with all the young players that, mm-hmm. that they're going to get. Um, obviously, we've seen the effect that it's had on the Lakers. Yeah. <coughs> but so they, really, they really are trying to trade everyone. I mean, yes. the first deal was what, Lonzo... Lonzo Kuzma, I believe it was Um, Zubats and a few picks. But it it was – that was a fair first offer. You don't ever want to go in to an offer being like, here's all my stuff, you know, because then there's no room to go up from that. So I think they had an initial fair offer, but a lot of the leaks coming from the Pelicans organization was kind of, oh, this isn't a serious offer. Come back to us when you have a serious offer, which to me – I. a lot of people are kind of saying that the Lakers and Magic Johnson are really pressured to trade for Anthony Davis right now. Like, they have all the pressure on them. The Pelicans mm-hmm. could just wait. They have to do what's smart for their organization. But I really don't think the Pelicans have as much leverage as they might think they do. No, because, because he's leaving in the yeah, summer. Yeah, he's going to leave. Not this summer, but the summer after that. Yeah. Because he still has about a year and a half left on his contract. Yeah, but, but still. Yeah, like, Anthony Davis will leave. So And he already said that... Boston, Boston Celtics, who in a lot of people's minds have the best possible trade package to trade for Anthony Davis, he already said he won't resign with them. And yep. a lot of people point to Kevin Garnett before he, he got traded to the Celtics saying, 
oh, like, I, I don't want to play for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, he ended up playing, won a championship, stayed there a the bunch of years. big ticket. <laughs> but, like, first off, that's a different player. That's a different situation. Mm-hmm. A l- bunch of different things happened because back then the Celtics also traded for Ray Allen. Yep. So they formed a super team. Mm-hmm. So if Boston, like, Boston could take the risk. They could take the risk and trade Jason Tatum just to say, like, hey, like, if we get Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving, who, by the way, might leave. Mm-hmm. But, but if you can group those two guys together and possibly get a third star, then maybe Anthony Davis will rethink signing with them. But that's a huge risk, and I just don't see the Celtics at this point offering a trade package that could honestly outmatch the Lakers. Yeah, I don't see any team really being able to do that, <coughs> to be honest. Unless Dallas trades Luka and KP and, and Dirk. Yeah, you no. Know, something crazy, you know, but um, I think the Lakers are putting – too much into this deal, honestly. Yes. But their latest pick, I think, wha- I mean, their latest deal that was that was um, leaked was Lonzo, Kuzma, Ingram, Ingram Zubats, I believe, Beasley, Lance, R- Rondo, and like three picks. Yeah, that's <laughs> Anthony and Davis. The is Pelicans said no. Anthony Davis is a great. Well, they haven't said anything yet. Anthony Davis is a great player, but to give away that much of your future for one player, like, well, who's gonna play? This is going to be him and LeBron mm-hmm. and JaVale McGee? Now, They're the going to do three V5s or what? The part that really sets back the Lakers is that they're still going to take on that Solomon Hill contract, yep. which is going to keep them from getting that third star. So when, the Pel- when, you, when you offer all your young assets and the assets for the next few years because you're asking for four first-round picks, and you take on a bad contract, which doesn't leave you any room to – like, like, if you give it all, out all your assets, you don't have cap space. You have no way of creating the cap space to get that third star. Yep. So, if I'm the Lakers, I, I've already offered everything that I can. They demanded more. They want more first-round picks. You just walk away from now. At least for now. Like, you just walk away, wait until the summer, and then once the Pelicans realize that Danny Ainge is lying to them because <laughs> Danny Ainge told them, oh, uh, no one's off the table. Jason Tatum's off the table. Yeah. Like, like Danny Ainge just wants the Pelicans to wait so that six months from now, whenever, they have even less leverage than they do now. Yep. So the price for Anthony Davis is going to be here when right now it's a little higher. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I think know. the Pelicans are a little little too great. I don't know. They're, they're, they're a being a little greedy. too stingy. I would have accepted probably the first deal already. But the, the latest deal that they, that they were offered... I would take that in a heartbeat. Like I said, Anthony Davis is a great player. He's a young player. But when you get four more young players and picks, what else could you want? Mm-hmm. They, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, they all have potential to be great players. Lonzo Ball may be the most out of all of them. Except, excuse me, except, you know, Brandon Ingram has been playing well. He's been playing really well since, since all these trade rumors yeah. have happened. And... Basically, you know, they have if they have a, if the Pelicans were to accept the deal, they have players that they can count on for the future and if they don't pan out, there's still players that they can trade. Yes. There's still players they can get rid of. They're not going to be a too hard of a hit on their cap space cuz I don't think any of them are really making that much money right now. Um No, they're not. But like you've seen what it's done to the Lakers, all these trade rumors. You have LeVar Ball talking about Lonzo, he wants Lonzo to go to the Suns and Luke Walton's the worst coach ever, and this and that. You know, 
And it was it was about time that LeVar stuck his head out and said something again, you know. Mm-hmm. He likes to cause all his turmoil, but the lo- the Lakers lost last night. Was it last yeah, night? Yeah, it was last By night. Like they lost to the Pacers. 42 points? Yes, without Victor Oladipo, they lost to the Pacers by 42 points. It's oh, yeah. when you when you combine all these trade rumors with just normal fatigue and then having to figure out to play with LeBron again since they haven't really been playing yep. with him the past month, like, it's, it's you're not going to be playing the best basketball. So mm-hmm. it's just, and it makes you look even worse. And then you see LeBron on the end of the bench, like yeah. four seats away from anyone else. You see Lance Stevenson trying to steal rebounds and not helping up his teammate that he knocked mm-hmm. down. It's just, it's looking bad. And then obviously the reported altercation between was it? It was Michael, Michael Beasley, Beasley and, and Luke Walton. Yeah, I think. And I think it might have been Lance as well, but. No, I think he had said that. He no, wasn't it was Javale. Javale. It was Javale McGee and Michael Beasley who had words for Luke Walton. Yeah. Well, I know at least for Javale McGee, he's kind of been in the doghouse past month or two because, I remember a few. Uh, I don't know if it was last month, but a while ago he kind of publicly criticized the defense that the Lakers are playing in a game. And mm. basically pointing the finger at Luke Walton about why their defense is so bad that game. So I think ever since then, really, uh, JaVale really hasn't been he, – he's been kind of clicked out of the team. He, he's felt a way about that. So it was inevitable. Yeah. The It was inevitable. There were going to be some tensions that rose. And, you know, it's a drama that happens a lot with LeBron teams in general. You mm-hmm. know, like we've heard, we've heard this a bunch of times. And I was kind of hopeful that it wouldn't be quite as loud because – I don't know. I was just, uh, uh, maybe team. LeBron had <laughs> maybe LeBron had learned at this point that yeah. if you handle the situation the same. But then you, you know. even have LeBron tweeting, "Oh, where's the watch bomb? Where's this? Where's that? Free agency, yeah. blah blah blah." Like he's talking about free agency. Like, oh, I can't wait till someone gets traded. Like you know, mm-hmm. he's already put that out there, and it just seems pretty bad for the Lakers right now. Yeah, especially I know. with him just coming back. Like, yeah, and the Lakers right now they're in the tenth seed. Mm-hmm. So they're they're about two two or three games out, and they're gonna have to really fight to get into the playoffs. Oh, most because definitely. they caught a break because as we're gonna talk about Laker, the Clippers kind of made a, a dis- they made a trade to mm-hmm. trading away Tobias Harris that definitely impacts them negatively this year. Mm-hmm. So we we they caught a break there. That's one team that's probably gonna fall out. But right now they're really battling against Sacramento. They just mm-hmm. had to they had to they have to leap Sacramento in the standings and right now with all the turmoil with all the drama it's not necessarily a given so yeah. I don't know it's just it's crazy it's crazy and even you saw during the back to the Pacers game the f- fans chanting LeBron's gonna trade you to mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram to, LeBr- to Brandon Ingram's credit though like you said in the interview he, he still hit he still, still made, made the free, the free throw, throw. Yeah. and the Lakers are poor free throw shooters if I'm not mistaken yes very so that's good it's good motivation. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I mean, I guess we'll see. Anthony Davis has caused quite a stir. Mm-hmm. He's not like luckily though. He's not really the only news as far as trade the trade le- deadline goes. Oh no, we still have some stuff to talk about. Like I mentioned earlier, Tobias Harris got m- traded to the Sixers. Chris Dabbs Porzingis Chris traded. Oh. Let's I talk about I that. Now, yeah, let's like we're done with the Lakers. Okay, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, you go away. Chris Dabbs Porzingis, we saw. He goes has a meeting with the with the Knicks front office, 
and basically was telling him, uh, I'm not happy, doesn't seem like we want to win, this and that, blah, 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 blah. It seemed like five minutes later, they traded him. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that it really wasn't, they, they had been shopping him for a while. They had to have been. Yeah. They had to have been because you can't, there's no way you put a trade together like that, especially that was a big trade, especially that kind of trade in five minutes. Yeah. It was literally like, it felt like five minutes after that he got traded. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Chris Asporzingis, he's injured. He's not going to come back this year still. He's going to be back next season. So we have Which to I've actually heard some conflicting reports about that, that, that Chris Asporzingis and his camp say that he's pretty close to being ready. He mm-hmm. just had no faith in the next he had no ah. faith that the Knicks would handle his recovery. It's a Kawhi so Leonard move. Kind of. So th- he had been exaggerating the extent of, I- of his injury past so couple of months. So he didn't have to go back and risk it. Yeah. So I don't know, necessarily know what his injury situation is right now. That's messed but, up. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he, like you said, he, he went to the Knicks, told them basically, I, wanna, I don't want to be with yeah. you guys anymore, and they got rid of him. Yeah. You know, it's been a little bit since the deal. It's been a while, and we've been able to see. And I think... The Knicks freed up a lot of cap space. Cap space yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Corey Lee were yeah. big chunks of money. So it's because in their minds, they think they're getting Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Yeah. So they're going all Which in. Which is not too crazy to think. No. At least Kyrie Irving. They're, they're Kevin at least Durant, I don't know. But they are definitely in the running for Kyrie Irving. I think maybe even in the running for Anthony Davis if, they, if he becomes a free agent. So, um, so it was... Who all got traded? Chris Depps, Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, for Dennis Smith Jr., Wes Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, and DeAndre Jordan, and someone else. But I don't. There was an, there was it someone was, else. It was a, a sweetener. It wasn't oh, something. Oh. It, was, it really it was wasn't like rights to a player. It was it was it was something just to kind of sweeten the deal a little bit. It wasn't oh, okay. something that we really need to talk about. But um, yeah, um, I think this the craziest thing. To, oh, sorry to interrupt no, you, but the craziest thing to me is. The Knicks trading for Dennis Smith Jr. And they could have just drafted. They could have drafted him. They f- they uh, <laughs> drafted Frank Nilakina. Nilakina. There's like a silent T in there somewhere. Yeah. But uh, they traded. They drafted him. They passed on Dennis Dennis Smith Jr. And I guess they've regretted that ever since. Yeah, since I guess he so. was a centerpiece of a Chris Porzingis deal. Mm-hmm. And initially, I was very low on the Knicks. The Knicks' side of it. But I think looking back on it, it is kind of a win-win. Mm-hmm. Both franchises Almost got what definitely. they wanted. Mark now Cuban. The, the Knicks have space now to sign three star players. They have so much money now. Mm-hmm. And they get rid of Chris Dabbs, who had injuries, but and also wasn't, you know, he obviously wasn't going to help the team chemistry there. And, it, you know, it's just like a fresh start, really. Yeah. And they bring in players that DeAndre Jordan, who's not a bad player, He's good enough to make an impact, like and he, he does. They bring in Wes Matthews, who's also not a bad player, and Dennis Smith Jr., who has potential to be a great player. Mm-hmm. So, and then on the Mavs side, you Mark Cuban once again stole another team's international uh, white dude yep. prospect. Mm-hmm. He had Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki before. Mm-hmm. Now he has Chris Luka S. Porzingis, Luca, and Dirk Nowitzki. Still, yep. don't forget about that. So, I mean. Uh, for the Mavs, that's a good deal, obviously. Mm-hmm. Chris Apps, when he comes back, he's going to be an immediate um, uh, impact on the team. He's going to, obviously, he's going to replace Dirk. Obviously. He's mm-hmm. the same player, really, with a few more. Taller and more athletic. Yeah. A few more tweaks, a few more upgrades there, but they're basically the same player. 
Um, but ultimately, I, in my personal opinion, I do think that the Knicks won the trade. You think so? Yeah. I just think when you have two of the best young players on the same team who I think their games are very complementary of each other. Yeah. I think the Mavericks, while the Knicks didn't lose, I, th- I still think the Mavericks won the trade because you set up your, de- your uh, team for like 15 years. That's a decade true. and a half, you know? I think the Mavericks, I mean, the, no, not the Mavericks, sorry. The Knicks, what they did, I mean, they cleared up so much money for them to be able to go out and pursue those big stars and really be able to pursue every big star that they want. Mm-hmm. They can go after Kyrie. They can go after Anthony Davis. They can go after Klay Thompson because they have money. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they got terrible players in return. No, no, they they, they made the best players. out of the situation that they were in. I just think I just think the Mavericks really walk away and five years from now they're competing for championships. Yeah, I can see that happening, but um I guess we'll just see, right? Yeah, we'll just see. Right now another team who's actually in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, uh, according to his list was the Clippers. Um and they were previously seen as uh a long shot to kind of trade for him or to acquire him just because they didn't really have the cap space or not in the mm-hmm. position. But they kind of made a move to create some cap space. They traded away, Yeah, they <laughs> definitely did. They traded away Tobias Harris to for Wilson Chandler. Um, um, what was his guy's name? Landry Shamet. Shamet. It's, it's a little hard to pronounce his name. But, yeah, they, they traded for some expiring contracts, traded away Tobias Harris to the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, who else did they get? I don't know. Yeah, that was right. those are the big additions, but uh, yeah, you know, I think both teams actually got exactly what they wanted mm-hmm. because I think the Clippers they're going for Kawhi Leonard this year. Yeah, they want to surround him with some other superstar talent. Yep. So they might have tanked, not necessarily tanked, but they kind of made a decision that definitely inhibits them from winning this season. Yeah, but I think I don't think I think they're playing for next year. I don't year think anyone really expect them to win this season, anyways. Yeah. And I think they realize that, like, hey, we're a decent team. That we're not going to win a championship against um, a potentially Anthony Davis Lakers, Anthony Davis Lebron Lakers, and the Boogie Cousins Warriors. The Boogie Cousins <laughs> and Warriors. Uh, um, but it's good that they did that and it should potentially it'll be good for them in the future if yeah. they do end up landing Kawhi Leonard but for Philadelphia I think they definitely made a, a great move because yeah. Tobias Harris is one of the more underrated players in the league like, I think yep. the underrated term gets thrown around pretty loosely mm-hmm. according to people Damon Lillard's underrated Which but is uh, not true but yeah like he's one of the he's a really good young player he per- fits perfectly with the mm-hmm. sixers you know they right now they have for potential all-stars because Tobias Harris has been a borderline yep. all-star the past couple of years. Yeah. So they have they surrounded their two young, hopeful superstars in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. With little, with little slightly older guys that yeah. are more seasoned and, yeah. and they know what they're doing. So, so that the 76ers don't end up the same as they did last playoffs. Yeah. And right now, the, the race for the East is, is pretty interesting. Like, oh, yeah. when LeBron was over there, it seemed like it was LeBron and everyone else. Mm-hmm. But now it's the Celtics look good and young. The Raptors are the best. In my opinion, they're the best team in the East, mm-hmm. but they're competing with Milwaukee and now Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like, the first, the top four teams in the East, you could make a diff- You could make an argument that they're better than the top four teams in the West. Yeah, I agree. And for the Sixers, I mean, they have now... 
they have the potential to give Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris long-term deals. Yes. And, they, I mean, they have the money for it. Their lineup now looks pretty stacked, if, if yeah. in the East, at least. Um, I think it definitely heightens their chances of getting to the finals. Obviously, I don't think it's going to make that much of a di- difference if they do end up playing the Warriors or even probably the Rockets. I don't know if they – they might do they, – they'll, they'll fare, fare better against them, obviously, but it's not going to You don't think they're that much difference this year. Yeah. But it should be good for them in the future. Yes, what I'm trying definitely. To say. Um, both teams, they got – I mean, the Clippers – they got a bunch of picks for that. They got a yes. bunch of picks. You know, they, a lot of people them, are saying. A lot of people are saying. You know, they didn't get the players back that they that could have helped them this year. And obviously, we know that's true. But they have, they get two first round picks. No, two first round picks and two second round picks. Mm-hmm. And, and one of those first round picks is the Miami Heat. And obviously, the Miami Heat are trending down. You know, in yeah. a few years, they're gonna be. Especially with Dwayne Wade gone and and Hassan Whiteside's possibly leaving. Uh, I don't think that they're they're going to be down. They're going to yeah. be the n- new Cavs in a few years. Uh, but that pick, even even the Sixers pick next year, their first round pick is it's a first round pick. It's still going to be a good pick. They could either turn these picks into players, or what I think they're going to do is once they get their superstar that they're looking for, they're going to use them as trade assets. Yep. You know, so it's a good. It was a good move for them. I think both teams won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Speaking of the Raptors, you saw, well, let's go back. Memphis Grizzlies. Yes. We already knew that Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol were on the trade block. Yes. Um, now, obviously, since the trade, trade deadline is coming up here, it's heating up. A lot of teams are offering this and that. And the Raptors offer Kyle Lowry and Jonas Valanciunas for Conley and Gasol. Would you take that trade if you were the Grizzlies? If I were the Grizzlies, it all depends. I'm not exactly sure how much longer Kyle Lowry and Jonas Valanciunas' contracts last for. But right now they're in a position, the reason they're trading Marcus Hall and Mike Conley is because they don't really fit with the trajectory of the team. Because they're trying to tank. Mike Conley and Marcus Hall are preventing them from tanking as good as they can be. Mm-hmm. And they're on long-term contracts. So it, big it, money. it keeps them from making salary cap moves. And I think Kyle Lowry and Jonas are basically, they're the same players in the same situation. They're just not quite as good. So I don't see what the, unless, unless they're getting another young asset or a bunch of picks back, I don't really see if I were the Memphis Grizzlies, why I would do that specific deal. I think I could do better uh, tank-friendly deals with other mm. teams. And even for the Raptors, I don't think it's a good deal financially. No. They're going to tie themselves up with Mike Conley's ginormous contract and Marcus Hall's contract. And like you said, you're basically getting the same players. They're obviously a little bit better, but they're older. And you don't know, you don't know how they're going to fit in with, with how they play in Toronto. Mm. So, I mean, it's a risky move, I guess. It's very win-now. For the for the Raptors and obviously they want to they're gonna play win now because they want to keep Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. They want to have they want to get something done to where they are going to be able to entice Kawhi Leonard to stay because obviously there's been reports of him wanting to go to L.A. Whether it be the Clippers or the Lakers, which I think it's gonna be the Clippers. Um, 
It's very win now for the Raptors. I don't know if it's the best move for them. I don't think they honestly really thought that that, that deal was going to get accepted. I think it was more for them to say, we tried. You know? Yeah. We tried to do this. We tried to do that. So that they can be better. Which, I don't know. I don't know if I would take... I would take... I would take Mike Conley. Yeah, definitely Mike Conley. When it's straight up trade like that, I don't think I would take Marcus All Because... I'm taking on too much money with the both of them, but one of them by themselves, I would I would consider. And for the Raptors too, I think they're kind of trying to see where the trade value is at for their players. Because mm-hmm. let's say Kawhi Leonard does leave, they're not they're not going to make any win out moves after that. No. If Kawhi Leonard leaves, they're going to start tanking. They're going to trade That's away their rebuild. players. They're going to keep the young ones obviously, and try to see they're going to play for the future, mm-hmm. see what they could do. So which wouldn't be bad for them. I mean, I've I've felt like they've they've sh- they should have tried to rebuild already a while ago, but obviously they got players and they got Kawhi Leonard, so they didn't have to go there yet. And they're playing very well. Don't get me wrong, they're playing very well. Um, but we'll see. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen if they're gonna try and renegotiate a deal to see if they can get Mike Conley or Marcus All. But for the Raptors, it doesn't seem like that smart of a deal. No. No. I mean, from, for right now, maybe. But for the future, no. I don't think so. And a lot of these deals get thrown out trade deadline, at the trade deadline, you know, just to see mm-hmm. just to see where your players are at. But I think that's it for all the big moves, for, like, all the big trades offered. What are you I talking know, about? I know. Don well, Maker. Well, Don Maker. The future, future MVP. MVP <laughs> future MVP, Don Maker. Got traded to the Pistons yeah. for Stanley Johnson, who also made a trade request the same day Anthony Davis did. Oh, did he know. really? Yeah, he did. Oh, I obviously did not hear about that. Yeah, no. but um, I think that's crazy. No, I know Stanley Johnson was was seen to be maybe like a future of their franchise, and at one point, at one point, <laughs> yeah. at one point, and he obviously didn't pan out. And they have Blake Griffin now, and they have Andre Drummond, and they're. They're attempting to do something. The Pistons are uh, like one of those teams where they're good, but they're not really good. Yeah. And, I mean, what's Don Maker going to do for them? What did he do for the Bucks? He really didn't do much. Nothing. I think Don Maker, he was given the opportunity. It's like he was given tons of opportunities in Milwaukee. They brought in Brooke Lopez, who's obviously the player that they would want Don Maker to become. Mm-hmm. So he really didn't fit in in that roster so hopefully i guess for him this gives him a chance to prove himself mm-hmm. i just really don't i just think i don't see him don't really see it like he's gonna be a i feel like he'll just be a, a rotation player and you know one you know someone that just comes off the bench gives you 15 minutes and whatever mm-hmm. um sucks to say because you know he's still i mean it is his career and it's just all that but it's the truth you know He's not going to be the MVP that people thought he was going to be and this and that. Um, but, I mean, this could, it's a good, I think it's a good move for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I think they, they honestly win the deal. Um, it's not that big of a win, no. um, but it's a win. Yeah. This is one of those kind of, oh, moves. You know, like, yeah, oh, like, like Reggie Bullock to, to the Lakers. Yeah, well, that's a, um, for, Reg, for, me. for Reggie Bill, Re, in that one, that move specifically, Reggie Bullock is kind of the player that I was hoping they'd go after during the trade deadline uh-huh. before all the drama because he, if you were to take all of KCP's minutes 
you know, he knows his role. Like, like KCP is a bench player. If we were just replace KCP with Reggie Bullock, give him all the minutes, mm-hmm. he would basically be a catch-and-shoot player. Yeah. Like, just quick decision, catch-shoot when you're open. And, you know, that's the kind of player they should be going after. Mm-hmm. And the trade specifically was their rookie that they drafted this year, Svi, Sviatoslav Mikhailu. He was a... Uh, He's a European player. He How was also seen as a shooter, <laughs> but he was also seen as a shooter. But the Lakers don't have any time to develop players right yeah. now. Yeah. So they want um, somebody who. Not to go back to the Lakers, but do you think this is um, uh, an adding more players to get ready to get rid of other player move, or is it just a replacement of a of KCP, like you said? I think this is a move that was going to be made regardless, but mm. I think. Adding him, it definitely does help. Like if we were, if the trade does go through, if we do trade for Anthony Davis, it is another player that we have just as a body because mm-hmm. we need players. Mm-hmm. You can't just trade away half the team and play three players on five. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a move that I think is going to help the Lakers no matter what. Yeah, not by much. I think it's Jabari Parker. I know they they saw it's they were going they were interested in getting Jabari Parker who's. Hasn't played bad, but he's not really done anything for the Bulls, and obviously they suck. So, do you think he would fit anywhere on that team, or do you think, like I just said, that's another replace a body move? I think Jabari Parker needs to change what he expects from his career. I think he's suffered too many injuries to ever really reach that potential, which at one point was really high. He mm-hmm. was the second overall pick. Uh, I think his rookie season before he got hurt. I th- I thought he was the, the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. I thought he was he was doing better than Andrew Wiggins. I probably still think he's a better player than Andrew Wiggins <laughs> yeah, now, but he's just he needs to become either a role player or a high level rotation player, and he'll he'll have success. But if he's over there trying to think, oh, I'm the next superstar, then he definitely doesn't have a place on the Lakers, and I'm not sure if he has a place on any other team either. Yeah, unfortunately, he's at the point that Derrick Rose was when he when he got to the Cavs or the Knicks even. Yeah. He, you know, he really transitioning from the star player to a six-man role or bench role, and obviously that's where Derrick Rose is at now, and he's playing well. Yeah, He's doing great in that role, and obviously he's, he's missed a few games here and there because of injury, but that's just him being safe. But I think Jabari Parker needs to take that same route. He should accept that he's not going to be a 35-minute-a-game player anymore. He's going to be around a 20-minute player a game now. And he can do really well in that that time period, and he can help out a team a lot because he has a potential to still be a good player, just not a player that starts or just not a player that plays 30, 35 minutes. No. So... Um, it would be good to see Jabari Parker go somewhere and, you know, have succeed. It does. The one thing that people always say, the worst thing that you want to be in Chicago, playing for Chicago, is from Chicago. Because they will tear you up. This happened with Derrick Rose. He, how, as fast as he rose, as fast as he went up to stardom, he went down. And same thing happened with Jabari Parker, and that probably has to, that probably is um, part of the reason why Anthony Davis said he doesn't want to go to Chicago. He being from there, also, he doesn't want to risk that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and even with Dwayne Wade, when he was playing there, he, everyone loves him obviously, but he didn't he didn't do it as good as everyone expected him to, and they got rid of him. Not the team, but the fans. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, I think for trades, was there any That's more? That's about it. There's uh, Wayne Ellington, really I think, got Wayne Ellington got traded to the Suns, and last thing I just saw, right before we started recording, is that he's probably going to get bought out. Oh. So, so he's, 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 he's going to be no a free team. agent to sign with anyone. Oh. I thought I saw that the Sixers, the Lakers, and the Sixers and the Lakers are the two teams that most people were saying have the most interest in him, which would work for both of them. Yeah. Be but for me, the, for me, Lakers signing him would be a replace-a-body move, yeah. um, which we'll see. We'll see what happens with, it, with that. But for the NBA, I think that's, that's about it. it. Yeah. Um, and we can move on to the NFL. Yeah. I mean, there's only one thing we could re- – well, there's one thing we could really talk about. It was the Super Bowl. Well, um, yeah. Um, what were your what, – you, I'll let you go first. What did you think of the game? Well, the game, just taking – I'm a Rams fan. Just taking <laughs> me being a Rams fan out of it, it was a terrible. It was a boring game. It was it, a really. There was a point in the game terrible. where the Rams punted eight, eight times in a row. They that, that's how their drives. Ended. All they did was punt. I think the the longest punt in the, ever and, was yeah. in the that happened. Johnny Hecker. Johnny Hecker. Longest punt ever. That was the most boring game I've ever seen. And yes, it was a great defensive game, but. No one cares about No one cares. No. It was boring. Which is super disappointing for me, too, because I had faith in the offense. I didn't have that much faith in the defense. And, it's, yeah, and me it neither. sucks to see I that mean, you can the go defense back. What, what I show predict, up. 42 to 36. Basically, it was, it was very underwhelming. Yeah. And, I mean, it's fine. I, I, the Rams, I didn't expect them to do that bad. I did expect them to not play well because they have a bunch of young players and it's Tom Brady that they're playing against and this and that. And I'm not sure what was wrong with Todd Gurley. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know what's going on, but they didn't go to him anywhere as much as I thought they should. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, that's a. I said earlier in on, on an earlier podcast that the Rams' offense relies on Todd Gurley. And everyone... I'm sure everyone knows that. And they didn't utilize him. Even if, look, just the thing to me is, even if he's not getting the yards that you want, you don't stop giving him the ball. He, just like, you know, Jordan Howard or Derrick Henry, they're volume backs. They need touches. They need touches so they can get they can get going and they can start getting those big runs. It didn't really look like he didn't have it either. Like, it looked like when they gave him the ball, yeah, he busted out. He busted out a, f- a few, a few good runs. I mean, I think he only had three carries in the first half, and it, it was. It's. It really speaks to coaching, you know. Sean McVay, young coach, he got out coached, you know, and it makes sense. Bill Belichick is a mastermind. Um, but I mean, Jared Goff looked nervous in the when they were singing the national anthem. He, his hands were shaking. It looked like. Um, and it comes, I mean, being a young player that young and that big of a stage, it makes sense that, that, that he could, that he's nervous and this and that. And like I said, I, I expect them to be a little shaky the first half, but I thought that they were going to come back. I, I thought that they were going to rally, you know, and, and generate some offense and it didn't happen. And going back to Julian Edelman, he was unguardable. 
Akib Talib couldn't stay with him. No one, no one could stay with him. And I mean, it showed. He was destroying everyone, like literally blowing them up off the, off the line. But it, and it's just, it was a bad game. I mean, it was a good game defensively, but I mean, okay, let's not say it was a bad game. It wasn't a fun game to watch. And yeah. It was expected, though. I mean, I expected the, the Patriots to win. I didn't, I didn't expect it to go like that, especially because their defense hadn't been very good the whole year. They had their moments, but they, they, were, they weren't playing too well. And at the end of the day, they came together, and they put together a really good defensive game. They were beating down last night. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what comes with being a quarterback, right? You are give all the, you, you're giving all the credit for the win. You're giving all the blame for the loss. And I mean, hats off to Tom Brady, his sixth ring, and this and that. No, no, no. I know that's been a, a debate. Him, Michael Jordan, who's better at their respective sport. I still think Michael Jordan's better. He had he didn't lose any finals. Tom Brady lost three. Six and three, though. That's six and three. Six and zero oh is better than six and three. I don't. I think and and six MVPs compared to four. I'm I'm talking about uh, finals MVPs. Oh yeah, most Tom definitely. Brady, people really aren't making as big a deal out of it because they won. Mm. He didn't perform that well. No. And I know, and hats off to the Rams defense. Don't get me wrong; they did not. They played a good game, but you can only play so good being on the field for so long. They, they get tired. It, it, it happens to everyone. And they played well. I mean, they obviously, they're at the end of the game. They, they, they lost it. Slipped right out of their fingers. And, I mean, what can you do? They, they did all they needed to do. They only let up 13 points to Tom Brady and the Patriots. And the offense couldn't produce. So, hats off to them. But can't really do anything about it. Con- congrats to the Patriots. Too bad Rams. Maybe next year. Probably not next year because the Bears are making it to the Super Bowl. Bears Chiefs Super Bowl 2020. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's it for, for us today. Um, thanks for listening. What? Oh, yeah. We might. Tune in next week for a special, special episode. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, okay. See you later. Oh, oh, oh.